Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Duget, the host of What is Black podcast. Throughout the month of June, What is Black podcast episodes will be presented by Audible. I enjoy listening to books on Audible and excited to share that this month I'm launching What is Black's book club. Our pick for this month is Genesis Begins Again by Alicia D. Williams. Alicia will be a guest on an episode airing later this month where I talk with her about her book. Audible provides podcasts, wellness programs, Audible originals, and books that you'll enjoy as well. So sign up today for your free 30-day trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash what is black. That is www.audibletrial.com forward slash what is black to get your copy of Genesis Begins Again by Alicia D. Williams. And stay tuned for more information about how you can join our first book club. Welcome everyone to today's episode of What is Black. I'm happy to have as our guest today, Misha Godfrey, who's the creator of Jumbo Books. On prior episodes, I've shared how much I love books and reading and definitely I'm all about promoting um, books of color and diverse books. Today, I speak um, to Mija about a resource that she has to help parents find diverse books for their children. So Mija, thank you for joining uh, joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. It is a pleasure to, to speak with you. I was, I was excited to hear about um, Jom- Jumbo Books because I hadn't really heard about, um, and we'll, we'll go into more detail, about book subscription services, and especially ones catered to diverse books. So I was wondering if you could tell us one, a little bit about yourself and about Jumbo Books and why you created it. Absolutely. Um, a little bit about myself. I live in Decatur, Georgia. I have two little girls and I live with my husband. And I am a Black woman. And we live in a neighborhood that is majority white. And so it was really important for me to be able to find books that reflected my children and my children's experiences without othering them and without making it seem like children of color had to belong in another country. So it was important for me to try to find books where my children could see other kids of color refusing to go to bed, not wanting to brush their teeth, playing with fairies, enjoying dragons, These are all things that are sort of a part of the joy of childhood, but we rarely see children of color in children's literature being the star of stories like that. So many of the stories that star children of color either happen in another country or happen in times of struggle. And it is true that our people are very strong and have come through a lot. But that's not necessarily something that I want to read about every night at bedtime. Sometimes at bedtime, we just want to read about mermaids. And so we wanted to find books that sort of reflected the fullness of childhood, but that starred kids of color so they could see themselves in those stories and know that they belong everywhere and that they should be the stars of their own stories. They're not the sidekicks. They are the stars and that there's nowhere they shouldn't be and nothing they shouldn't be able to do. I think that's amazing. And I think that's why I'd love, I'd love the opportunity to talk about books, um, especially books of color um, with diverse characters. And as you, as you alluded to the fact that 
um, black black children aren't just the sidekicks in stories, right? They mm-hmm. they come full and present um, in in a book, um, even even more so books written by um, authors of color. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think you t- you touched on this a little bit about you know your the being a mom, right, and wanting to have books where where you could read with your daughters and and see a full spectrum of the experience of a child mm-hmm. um, being a black child. So I was just wondering, what were your were there any other hopes that you had when you created Jumbo Books um, in terms of impact or what you what you what you wanted um, individuals who 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 purchase um, the books or come in contact with Jumbo Books to kind of get out of the get out of the experience. Yeah, absolutely. And it's evolved a bit, which is really interesting um, because I thought that the overwhelming majority of subscribers would be people of color who wanted to see themselves mirrored. But we have a significant minority of customers who are not people of color and they want their kids to see children of all different races and backgrounds just living their lives too. And they are looking to try to radically normalize children of color for their own children who are white. And you know that had a big impact on me when I started to realize those numbers. And so sort of part of the dream that has come up with Jumbo Books is one day, a child will grow up who has been a Jumbo Book Club member and maybe it's a white child, a white male, and he's sitting in a room and he's looking around with other decision makers and they're going to make some choices. And he says, wait, stop. Everyone is not at the table. What are we doing here? Everyone is not represented here. We need to go out and try to make sure that everyone is included. So, you know, our hope is with children who are not children of color, when they are receiving these books, that part of what happens is the parents don't have to teach their children to just, quote, tolerate people who aren't like them. Instead, they're going to expect and enjoy healthy inclusion. They're going to wonder where are the people of color when they're in a place that has none. Um, So, you know, that's definitely sort of a new hope that's come out of it. Um, But certainly one of the original dreams was just, you know, I went to Wellesley College and it is um, a fantastic women's college in Massachusetts. I I love it, but it is majority white. And I definitely met some, some of my good friends there who were women of color who didn't feel comfortable there, who weren't sure if they belonged. And I don't ever, ever, ever want any more children of color to feel like there's any place in this country that they do not belong because they should be everywhere. They are citizens. They are on their way to citizenship. They are here. They belong. And they should be everywhere. You should not be questioned about why you are in a store. You should not be questioned about why you are on a university campus. You should not be questioned about why you're sitting in a car in front of your home in the evening because you belong. And so we're trying to create an environment where kids growing up now start to understand that everyone belongs and the default is belonging, not being an other. You're speaking to me and in the sense that 
for me, there there is a power to books. Mm-hmm. I mean, as beautiful as they are, I'm, and I think you know when we read to our children, you know, from very young or, and even older, introducing our kids to to new books, right, different types of books, and trying mm-hmm. to encourage the love of reading, promoting reading, is that when when you do that, right, you don't necessarily think of your think of yourself doing something political, right, little right. P, <laughs> or creating like an advocacy or an urgency around. Um, and instilling like this sense of like, this is, you know, you are, you are beautiful. You are smart. You are, you can be anything. Right. So that's why I talk about the political, you know, politicalness and, and social activism, right. Of being mm-hmm. a parent and with books. But I think that's like, it's kind of like, there is power and there is power to that. And sometimes I think we forget that because there's so few, um, or they're not enough, I should say, they're not n- enough books that have representation inclusiveness written by and for, um, kids of color, that we that we lose something when those are not available. But when they are available, what a impact they make! Absolutely, absolutely. Like I have um, wh- one of our clients or one of our members orders books so that she can donate them to her child's school. And what she does is she goes and reads some reads them out loud to the class sometimes. And she was reading one book to the class. And apparently a little girl just stopped her in the middle and said, she looks like me. She's so pretty. And, you know, this woman is a white woman. And she said, you know, just thank you so much for allowing her to have that moment and allowing me to share that moment with her. Um, Because knowing that you are, that you belong is so important for children and if you're constantly being questioned, if you're constantly being made to feel like you're not quite right, you're just not quite close enough to the norm, whatever that might be, you know, it's really damaging for kids. And um, I, th- I think we can stop it. I think we can, you know, doing what we can to build a community where everyone feels belonging. That is so, that is, that is so awesome. So I want to go back a little bit to the fact, um, to the discussion about Jumbo Books is um, as a book subscription service. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if you could, could share a little bit more about what that entails and what children and families can expect when they subscribe um, to Jumbo Books. Yes, absolutely. So um, our website is Jumbo Books, J-A-M-B-O books.com. And when you go on the website, you can choose what sort of subscription do you want. You can get a gift subscription, of course, or you can get a subscription for your own family. We offer month to month or just one box. Um, We also offer three, six, and 12-month subscriptions. The longer subscription you get, the cheaper it is by the box. So by the time you get to a 12-month subscription, you're getting two months free. Um, For the zero to two-year-old age range, they always get three books because um, board books are a little bit less expensive and I can put more in a box. And uh, we serve ages zero to 13. So everyone older than two um, gets between two and three books each month. It just sort of depends. I also love to throw in bonuses like stickers or um, gratitude journals or coloring books. And, you know, I find some great coloring books that are, you know, coloring your ABCs and 
the drawings are of African-American kids um, for everybody to color in because they're normal kids. Um, so that's something I love to do. The boxes themselves come in what we call our Jambart boxes. I work with artists all over the world to find folks who have made pieces that celebrate the joy of childhood while uplifting children of color. And we decorate the boxes in that art. So your experience starts as soon as the box comes to your door. You immediately recognize, oh, it's a Jambo box because there's this beautiful art on the cover. And um, you get your great books plus a personalized letter that explains a little bit about what the books are inside and perhaps gives you some information about author birthdays or interesting cultural holidays that are coming up. So how do you go about curating the books that are sent out to subscribers? I read a lot of books, <laughs> which is fun because, you know, I like to read. But for me, there are a couple of things that are very important that are our criteria. First, it's got to star children. Um, a lot of books that, you know, have great messages that talk about loving yourself and loving everybody still feature mostly animals or um, plants. And it's important for me that the books feature children, children of color. <laughs> so that's, you know, sort of the main, the main piece. And then as you get older than the zero to two board books, I'm looking for a good story. I want a story that's engaging, that's fun, maybe that's touching, um, that will, that you'll remember with a character you can relate to. So um, once we get to the oldest age range, the 10 to 13 year olds, they get a uh, middle grade novel. Usually it's a hardback. And along with that, they get a companion book that is a nonfiction book, which expands on a topic that was covered in the novel. So for instance, um, we send as brave as you, which is by Jason Reynolds. It's about two uh, young black boys who go live with their grandparents uh, over the summer and things happen. So part of, of what's happening in as brave as you is nobody is a hundred percent clear about who they are, why they do the things they do and how they want to evolve. So our companion book for that is a book called Start Where You Are, which is sort of a journaling book for kids to use that gives great prompts that helps you kind of mine who am I and why am I, why am I here? Um, another book that I love that we sent is called Listen Slowly. And it is about a Vietnamese American girl who... Um, doesn't speak very much Vietnamese, only pieces, but she is going to Vietnam with her grandmother because her grandmother has heard news that someone may have found her grandfather who disappeared during the Vietnam War. And the book is fantastic. But, you know, a 10 to 13 year old growing up today doesn't know a whole lot about the Vietnam War. So we send a 
companion book for that age range that gives sort of a brief history of the Vietnam War from a non-political standpoint. Like These are the people, this is what happened, so that you can have a fuller understanding of what's happening in that book. You have, a, you have an interesting, I guess, origin story, you know, transitioning into developing Jumbo books. So you're a lawyer by training. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I was wondering how you made um, how you made that made that sort of pivot to go from practicing law to creating jumbo books because I think it's always interesting um, even for parents possibly to share with with their children that you know what you may you may have one path that you're moving forward to but then you end up someplace else I'm just want you know sometimes helping to connect the dots for for individuals especially as they're trying to you know you talk about mentoring young people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the role that books play, and maybe even if books even played a role for you from from making that bridge from practicing law to creating jumbo books. Oh, for sure. So I've had a very sort of peripatetic uh, career path. I started out working during the first uh, e-commerce boom in the late '90s um, at an e-commerce company, and after that, said, "Nope, I definitely still want to go to law school." Um, So I was able to go to Yale Law School. And the reason I speak the name of the school is because, you know, when I told people at my job where I was going, one person in particular was like, "Mm, it must be nice to have affirmative action. And my response was, because I've always been pretty confident about my abilities, actually, no, I'm just hype. (laughs) Like, I can't. I, I can do this stuff. Are you kidding me? Um, so, you know, again, there was this, a feeling that this was a place where I should be. And how dare you tell me that I shouldn't be there. And the only reason you think this is because I'm a black woman. Off you go. Um, this is the kind of thing we're trying to prevent and stop with Jumbo. But I went to law school. I've always had a deep, deep interest in social justice. So that's actually why I went to law school. Um, but I became very interested in affordable housing and urban development. So um, after I left law school, I did practice at a law firm in New York for a couple of years and then moved to Atlanta with my now husband. Here, I started working as an affordable housing developer, which was really important to me because I've always felt like equal opportunities such as it is rests on a few pillars. And some of those are, where can you go to school? Where can you live? And where can you work? And trying to create cities that include everyone, regardless of your social and economic status, is really important to building all of those three pillars. So I did that for a while. Um, But then the bottom dropped out of the housing market in 2008, 2009. And I went back to practicing law. That is when I had my first child and started seeing these children's books that were coming at me were just not not what I was hoping to see. (laughs) And so my husband and I would talk about, gosh, I wish someone would just send these books to our door. Books that show children of color doing all kinds of things, loving grandparents, raising pets, you know, getting in fights with their siblings. That's like, that's what I want to see. And why won't somebody just send them to me? 
but sometimes you have to be the change that you hope to see in the world. So we started searching for these books and then wanted to share them with other families through Jumbo Books. Um, an important part of Jumbo is that Jumbo means hello in Swahili. And we wanted Jumbo to be a jumping off point for conversations among people and across peoples to really see the things that make us the same and also appreciate the things that make us different. That's amazing. So I think that's a little, a little bit of, I think of the reason why I think I love books too. Right? So, you know, I have, I'm a pediatrician mm-hmm. by training and sort of like, well, you know, there's a lot of, there are a lot of tie-ins in the sense that as a pediatrician, we definitely, you know, we definitely are taught to promote childhood literacy and the fact that literacy is tied to um, health and well-being because the more educated you are, you know, you have probably a better trajectory in terms of your health outcomes, access to health resources. So it's, it's amazing how, you know, how books, I think, I think they tie a lot of, you know, I think they're like the hub um, and a lot of, a lot of people's, people's lives, right. You, either, you can read, read about something to be inspired, read about something to maybe try or, and, and, you know, kind of spark a conversation mm-hmm. or change, you know, change the world, Absolutely. you know, one book at a time. Like I think you're trying to do. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's true. So I want to ask you some fun questions now. I mean, these are fun questions too. I think, you know, people will, will love the journey of how you develop Jumbo books, um, and hopefully we'll even be more, you know, interested as well to, to learn more about it and see what kind of books there, you know, that are available for them and their, their children. But I was wondering, you know, like, so putting on your mommy hat now, Yes. what are some of the, what, what are, or were some of the favorite books um, that you would read with your children? Uh, well, the one that we started with, um, it's called, I like myself. It's a board book and it has a brown girl on the cover with hair all over the place. And as you read the story, she talks about all these things she likes about herself. So it's sort of a great, like fun, uh, self-esteem building book. And what touched me was, I think my daughter, my oldest daughter might've been two, maybe three at the time. And she saw that book and she said, her hair looks like mine. And I was done. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was like, this, this is what I was hoping for. This is what, this is what I needed. And, you know, we have a lot of the books that, you know, talk about how much I love my hair. And one day we had a bunch of friends over and they were all uh, white. And my oldest daughter had the, their children who were a little younger than her in her room, reading them a book about, a little girl getting her hair done by her mom and they were black. And it was like, yes, do it girl. Um, so like, that's fun. What are some other books that we really like? Like right now, my oldest child is seven and she is obsessed with the Raina Telgemeier books, especially ghosts, um, which is a graphic novel about uh, a Hispanic family who moves to a Northern Californian town and uh, the town is completely haunted. (laughs) And so sort of how the girls deal with living in this new haunted town, one really loves it. One does not. Um, Also one of the girls has cystic fibrosis, which I liked how they just easily bring in children with different abilities. 
Um, and again, normalize them. You don't have to be afraid of them. One could be your sister. It's no big deal. You know, we keep on living life. So those are definitely some of our favorites right now. And are there any upcoming books that you are excited to read or um, to read with your kids? Well, there are a couple. I really, so for the 10 to 13s, a lot of the books are, I read every single book, I should say, before I send it out so I know what's in it. Um, and so a lot of the books are series. And so I'll read the first book in the series to see if it's appropriate for Jumbo. And I usually don't get to the further books in the series. And it makes me a little bit sad because um, there's a book called Dragons in a Bag by Zeta Elliott, which is fabulous. It's so interesting. It's so fun. This boy living in Brooklyn meets this lady who may or may not have dragons in her bag and hijinks ensue. Um, and it's a series. And I just haven't had a chance to read the second one called The Dragon Thief. Um, there's also The Jumbies by Tracy Baptiste. There's a sequel, The Rise of the Jumbies, which I have not yet gotten a chance to read and I really want to read. Um, Nick Stone has a new book out called Clean Getaway um, about a young Black boy taking a road trip through the South with his white grandmother. Uh, desperate to read that one as well. So. Luckily, I can get through the picture books pretty quickly, so there aren't a lot on my must-read list. It's the 10 to 13 to take a little more time. Yeah, but those sound exciting. I know when my... So I have... And I say this a lot on the podcast. I have older older kids now. Mm-hmm. But what was so fascinating with my older son, it was actually a book about dragons that mm-hmm. really got him into reading. I think it was like the Aragon series, oh, but again, yes. mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, I think, I think these are great and they're, they're very, not only diverse in characters, right. But even the, the protagonists and, and just the, the plot of the stories, which are engaging. So I'm like, Oh yeah, I think, I think I would love, you know, if my son were younger, I think that would definitely have been the book for him. Dragons in a bag. Yes. It's fantastic. <laughs> I recommend it to everyone. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So this has been a great conversation and I'm excited to, to hear, I'm hearing even from the conversation with you, I'm hearing new books that I need to, that I definitely need to read, uh, read about and learn more about. So for our listeners, I, you mentioned um, the website for Jumbo Books, um, but are, are there any other um, social media outlets for people to learn and read more about Jumbo Books? Absolutely. We are on Facebook, um, Jumbo Books, as well as Instagram, Jumbo Books, and Twitter. Um, We are working diligently on our Pinterest page. It's not quite where we want it to be yet, but you can find us, um, or you could find information from me specifically on LinkedIn. I'm just Nisha Godfrey on LinkedIn. Um, And if you want to email me, I could tell you my name, email address, but it's hard. So info at jombobooks.com comes right to me. And I'm happy to answer any questions and to help anyone, you know, find books, even if they don't want to subscribe to Jombo Books. I'm, I've got a lot of great recommendations that I'd love to help folks out with. This has been a great conversation. Thank you so much, Misha. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on What is Black podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. 
And for more information about the podcast, our blogs, and subscribe to our upcoming newsletter, go to our website at whatisblack.co. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode. And don't forget to leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. Until next time, thank you for listening.